Welcome, Impactful Parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-age child. I am your host, Christina Campos. Welcome, Impactful Parents. Today, we're going to talk about four high-yield tips for parents to nurture kids with ADHD to be their very best. Hello, my name is Christina Campos. I'm founder of The Impactful Parent, and I help parents of school-age children turn their chaos into connection with their adolescent. I offer parent education videos every week, online courses, and coaching. And if that wasn't enough, I bring experts in on other fields onto The Impactful Parent stage to teach you even more. And today I have a special guest. Her name is Dr. Narissa Bauer. And Dr. Bauer is a behavioral pediatrician and CEO of Let's Talk Kids Health and creator of Teach Me ADHD. She is passionate about helping families become confident in navigating the road ahead after a diagnosis of ADHD. I'm very happy you're here today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Christina, for having me. Well, let's start with the basics. What is ADHD? Yes, this is such a great question. And I, I'm so glad we're starting with this because I want to make sure everybody has the definition. So basically, it's a very common neurobehavioral condition that affects how kids think and learn. And it just means that they think and learn a little differently. It doesn't mean that they can't do things. It's just that they just need help with their attention, as well as with some what we call executive functioning. So we'll get into that in a little bit. And what should parents do if they suspect that their child has ADHD? Yes. So I would begin always with talking to your pediatrician or primary care provider and having that discussion about what you're seeing what you're thinking, and then bringing in any documentation from the teacher, any schoolwork, anything like that, that is causing you some concern. What should parents be looking for if they're trying to figure out, uh, maybe my kid has this, maybe not. I know hyperactivity is super popular and most parents are going to know that to look for that, but what else? Yeah, so there's several different types of ADHD. There are three different types. So the hyperactive impulsive one uh, typically is, is discovered early on, especially in younger kids. Um, and they come to attention quicker because they're the kids that, you know, are climbing all over. They're disrupting class. You might get a phone call from the preschool or the teacher. And then parents are like, oh, my goodness, I need to talk to this, the doctor. However, there's another type of ADHD called inattentive ADHD. And typically we see a spike in these types of cases that come to our attention, usually about third, fourth grade, because at that point, kids are not uh, no longer just learning to read, they're reading to learn. That's a very different skill set. They have to draw on their working memory. And we know that these kids, especially girls, can be missed until later on when as the demands in school get harder you know and they comp they try to compensate but you know uh so you're just you just got to be on the lookout for those different kinds of symptoms so let's say a parent goes and gets a diagnosis mm -hmm. and they say okay yeah my child has adhd what can parents do then to support their child yeah well so a couple things we know that medication can decrease overall ADHD symptoms in children. And as a pediatrician who makes diagnoses, I know that parents' minds, first of all, go there. Like, oh my gosh, does this mean my child has to be on medication? And I say, it depends. 
let's talk about it, okay? Because first of all, we have to understand the mechanics of what ADHD is and what it isn't. First of all, I tell them it's a brain-based condition. It's true. It is a true thing. <laughs> so it's not a made-up thing or whatever. So it actually affects the frontal lobes of a child's brain or individual's brain. Um, it's the part of the brain that is responsible for what we call executive functions, such as being able to organize, prioritize, manage our time, sustain attention, regulate our emotions, all of these different things. But I also try to do a lot of that education, not just with the parent, but with the child. It's really important to have them, no matter what age they are, to really understand what it is. And they don't have to be afraid of it. You know, I think about even kids as young as three, four, that I make the diagnosis in. And yes, you can make a diagnosis as early as that for kids. But I often try to put myself in their shoes and they hear, oh, she's got ADHD. I mean, I try to think like, how is that kid thinking and feeling? What are they, what are their thoughts right now? Oh my gosh, is it something that I caught? Can I get rid of it? Am I going to, is it going to hurt me? You know, like all those different things. We don't want our kids to fear this. We want them to be able to embrace who they are because it's a part of who they are. And there are going to be things that are going to be challenges, but we can get through it. And there are other things that they just have that are creative and gifts that they have. So we want to take a very strength-based and proactive approach. So I think, first of all, having that conversation after the diagnosis and revisiting that, especially as your child gets older and, and process it a little bit differently and ask them, you know, like, how are, how are you doing at home and school? Like, what are you finding is hard so that we can kind of talk through what we need to do? So that would be my, that would be one of the first things is to just make sure to talk to parents and kids about it. I love that. Anytime you can start a conversation with your child and mm -hmm. start asking questions, you're displaying to your child, Hey, I'm checking in with you. I care. It matters to me. Uh, all those are great signs of being an impactful parent. Um, and then it also obviously springboards for help if you need to get additional help. So I love that. What's your second tip? So second tip, we know that kids with ADHD often have a hard time with emotion regulation. That's one of the executive functions that I was alluding to. And so as much as possible, we need to expand their emotion vocabulary, no matter what age, okay? And so, so I try to coach parents to just describe what the what emotion that you think that your child's experiencing and don't just focus on the bad ones focus on the good ones too we experience as humans a whole range of emotions that's what makes us human right and so as much as possible we want to be commenting on those underlying emotions because they can influence how we think and then ultimately our actions and by calling it out saying i see you that's frustrating you're really proud right now. That was hard, but you did it. Like all of those cues in the moment and not like 10 minutes later, <laughs> you want to like do it right then because it, it's impactful to them. It's like, yeah, you see me, you get me, right? It can quickly diffuse something that can be escalating and instead help you connect with your child and then sort of go down the other path. And good communication for kids is going to help them beyond ADHD. Can I tell you this is so important? Um, whether your kid has ADHD or not, even teaching them just the vocabulary for expressing themselves is such a big deal and parents don't think about it. Um, but it is so easy to do. All you have to do is 
Think of another word instead of happy. Oh my goodness, I'm glad you're happy. But you know, there's so many other words for happy. There's elated, there's excited, there's, uh, you know, are you interested? Are you, you know, and there, you can go on and on and on. And then you go play, make it a game, go the other direction. What's the opposite of happy? What are those different types of words? And playing with words just opens up so much more for your kid to be able to express themselves and you keep practicing it with them. Trust me, parents, as they become older, this is going to be really, really great and super beneficial if you could start this vocabulary building early. So I love that. All right. So tell us what is tip number three? Yes. Well, so we know that kids with ADHD or individuals with ADHD, they often need multi-sensory ways of learning information. So you can't just say something, expect them to be like, okay, I got it. Because oftentimes we know that ADHD really is a, is a challenge with attention regulation. So it, you know, a lot of parents are like, well, he can focus on his video games. She can focus on reading. Yes, we know that they can hyper-focus. That's their superpower. But when it's complicated, boring, or, you know, new and different, it can take a lot of motivation to get started. And so oftentimes I try to tell parents, okay, when you need to get your child's attention and give them an, a command or something that you need them to do, we need to combine touch, putting a gentle hand on their shoulder, making sure we get good eye contact, getting down on their level and using their name and, and cueing them. Hey, I'm talking right now. I need your listening ears because if you just say it and they're engrossed in something else, you're just going to get frustrated. They're going to get frustrated because again, we know that kids often have a hard time pulling attention away from a preferred activity to a non-preferred activity or just transitions. And so if you can understand that about ADHD, it will make things so much better. And I often tell parents too, you need to combine that tactile and the visual as well as auditory to really make sure you're getting their attention. Another great tip, just great communication skills for yep. parents to learn. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. I mean, again, applicable across the board for all of your children, even if they don't have ADHD. So I'm loving this. What's your tip number four? Okay. Well, so if you've been following, I said, you know, thing, my four tips follow what I call the best way to sort of help nurture kids with ADHD. So we covered brain-based emotion vocabulary, C and support. The T stands for treatment with a team. So that's two T's, but you know. <laughs> so treatment doesn't necessarily mean medication, but it can, but there are lots of different options. So one of the things that we can start doing right off the bat is teaching our kids self-care strategies, getting enough sleep, putting healthy foods in their bodies, not just for their body, but their brain, as well as also um, proper exercise and physical activity. So those are things that we can do because we know that when we do those things, it can boost our mood, our ability to concentrate and just start off at our best, right? So that's one. The second is also behavioral therapy. So what are some of the things, the skills that your child needs to learn? And sometimes it's best when it's not from the parent. You know, especially at certain ages, right? Um, you can help support what they're learning, but it's it's going to be much more impactful if it's an outside party, so that they can learn how to navigate those emotions, how they can organize, prioritize, all of those other things that we know 
kids and individuals with ADHD struggle with. And then parenting support. Can I just tell you, thank you for the work you do because kids don't come with instruction manuals and it can be really hard, especially when your child uh, has a different temperament than you. And you're like, wait, I don't understand how to even approach this. You know, it just feels different. So it's really important to work with someone you trust such as yourself, Christina. And then also working with a school because kids spend most of their time, not when they're with us, they're in school. And it's probably the biggest stress to their frontal lobes to to know those to meet those academic demands and it's not enough to just talk about it once and and then be done with it because every year it gets harder and so sometimes I tell parents like if you have a great treatment plan in place you're going to have to revisit it year after year because those demands increase exponentially we want to make sure that we can meet our kids where they are we might have to take away some of the different options put in other supports it doesn't mean that things are getting worse it's just kind of the natural evolution of adhd and i think the bottom line is is getting to know your kid that's really what you're saying these are so many ways to get to know your child, to connect with them, to communicate great so that there's no ambiguous uh, middle gray area that they don't understand. Just great parenting tips. So I appreciate you being here. And I hear that that's not all, that you have a freebie for our audience. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you. So what I'm giving you guys is my ebook, um, and it's about creating a care plan for your child. So some of the things that I just alluded to, it's written for parents to really understand after you get that diagnosis, how to begin navigating that road. You're going to hear things like IEP, 504, what is all this alphabet soup? And it can be really, really you know, overwhelming. Um, and so I hope that this freebie will help families understand the different pillars of the care plan. So that way, when you do go to your child's pediatrician or primary care provider, you can advocate for your child. And don't be afraid to push back and ask questions like, wait, I don't understand this or why this thing, you know, how about you know, uh, ask questions about medication if that's a concern for you too. Like I said, Medication can help, but again, it's not the one and only thing that we have to look at when, we're, especially when we're treating our children and teens. And do you see a lot of kids and parents take the non-medicated option? I do, you know, especially early on for the younger kids. But you know, like I tell parents all the time, there's not a necessarily a right or wrong time to start medication. It, it does come down to different factors for different families. I like, for instance, I'll tell parents of kids who are probably super hyperactive it only takes once to like dart across the street we don't want that like if the symptoms of impulsivity are so severe that it's a it's a safety risk we might have to look at medication sooner than later because the other things that we need to do are super important but it takes time it's not magic and so making sure that you work with someone who's treated uh, a lot of individuals with ADHD so that they can look at all the different components and yet work with the family so that they feel comfortable what they're doing. And if people want to come to you and get your advice and just more from you, where can they find you? Sure. Thank you. So you can go to my website, letstalkkidshealth.org. Um, I also have a weekly show where I bring guests on to break down stigma around behavioral health and parenting. So, you know, tune in there. And then also my Teach Me ADHD course, which I offer three times a year. It's a detective theme and it's for kids with ADHD to take with their parents with other families. So that way kids can see 
see that they're not alone and you get to do it from the convenience of your own home. So sometimes for some parents who are new to the diagnosis and are like, oh my gosh, I have to do therapy, I have to do parenting support, I have to do all these different things. Well, sometimes this helps you bridge the gap and build up your toolbox initially. So that way then you can kind of be empowered and confident as you walk the road ahead. And they could get access to all of that through your website. Yes, absolutely. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on today. Impactful parents out there. She is an amazing resource. Go get that freebie. Go check her out. I'm so happy that you're here. And if you want to become a more impactful parent, check out all that my website has to offer. I have parenting courses, family coaching, a free downloadable app, and lots of resources. But until next time, you got this, parents. I'm just here to help. Thank you for listening today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and see you next episode.